Kia ora, good morning and welcome into SENZ. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, except well, Izzy's in Brisbane and Kempi's sick, so it's actually uh, Rick and Rigger for breakfast. Mark Richardson joins me this morning. G'day mate, how are you? Yeah, g'day, how are you doing? Morning all, this is... It's been some time, but it's fantastic to be back in the box. Yeah, mate, it's great to have you. Great to have you. And I mean, you were the talk of the town yesterday by proxy because of Glenn Maxwell's innings and, and, and the amount of times he nearly fell on his wickets clutching his hamstring. Uh, I mean, did you watch that innings? How how mad was that innings? Yeah, I, I must admit, it's, it's tough to stay up through the night and watch it. But what I did, I, I made sure yesterday afternoon I, I checked it out and I watched the last couple of hours. So, you know, sort of play it out because they play that last couple of hours mm. on Sky, which is handy. Um, just staggering and so much for having to use your feet. Yeah, you can just throw the Lord's coaching manual away, can't you? <laughs> yeah. He just stood there and swung. I, I, in retrospect, one, he should have been out caught, but that happens in cricket. And two, what was Afghanistan doing? Not one, they just bowl wide of off stump mm-hmm. and force him to actually move a little bit instead of thinking, well, we'll get him out. So the minute you bowl trying to get someone out, you bring it into their arc, and they they kept him in the game. But I mean, that that's a harsh criticism, and and you got to take nothing away from what that fella did. It was just. Absolutely staggering. And as for the cramp, slightly different innings than the one I was getting cramp in. Yeah, well, you'd probably batted longer, right? So he's obviously not quite as hard as you. No, players aren't as conditioned as like we're used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe actually he said that, you know, he wasn't really used to or into the conditions. For goodness sake, how how much cricket do these guys play in India? They all know the Indian conditions. Well, and that was game eight of nine. Yeah. So he's been there a while. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're just not used to playing actually 50 overs, having to hang in there for a wee while. Maybe that's what it is. It's, it's that, the difference between the, the, the old hit and giggle T20 stuff and, and proper cricket. Yeah. But that was just, it was staggering hitting. And God, it, I, it's going to kill me if Australia win this World Cup. Oh, well, I did say yesterday I was cheering on the cramp. Because I was like, as much as that did us a favour, I was like, I'd almost rather we didn't make the semis and they lost to Afghanistan. Yeah. we we got an issue here because you've got South Africa and Australia. If India don't win it, then you've got South Africa and Australia looking pretty good. If South Africa win it, they'll be intolerable and unsufferable because they'll have both World Cups that mm. are important maybe to New Zealanders, Yeah, with all due respect to leagueies. Uh, then, then they'll have, um, or Australia win it, I couldn't be if I hate Australia winning anything. Yeah. I'm so with it you comes there. down to that person who, that team that finished in fourth, which is hopefully, hopefully us. So there's a lot riding on it as far as I'm concerned. Oh, there's a heap riding on it. And of course, we've got that situation as well, which I'm going to bring up in the, when we do the news headlines. But the weather forecast is not great for New Zealand's game against Sri Lanka. And if we only get a point out of that, if it's rained out uh, and England don't beat Pakistan, then we're done. Yeah, yeah, good point. And uh, yeah, England. Well, let's hope that we get play. Let's assume we play. But right, that's a that's a concern. And England, although they're coming off the back of a victory, Pakistan is one of those sides that just finds its mojo late in tournaments. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think they lost their first two or three, didn't they, at this tournament? And then they've just been on a heater. Yeah, once they have to play with emotion, once they get into do or die desperation, it seems to work well with their their psychology. You've seen it before, and, mm. and, and they do. They they often can be quite competitive late in a tournament. So, But England, they're coming off the back of a win, albeit against the Netherlands. There's got to be some major issues with that side. 
Uh, there's a lot to play out, isn't there, in two really important games. Yeah, heaps to play out, heaps to play out, and we'll get to that. Uh, coming up on the show, though, we're going to talk NBA before 7 o'clock with Sam Brief out of Chicago. After 7, Matt Reed joins us out of the UK to talk Champions League football. Crystal Coa has been named the new head coach of Chiefs Manawa uh, for the Super Alpeki season. She's going to join us as well. After 8 o'clock, Henry Nichols been named as the uh, as part of that Black Caps test squad for the tests in Bangladesh at the end of the month. And Maya Lewis, who is going to coach the uh, Aotearoa Māori uh, women's cricket team in these Pacific Championships. So we'll get uh, her on as well. So all of that and more to come. But right now, let's do this. Round one. Fight. Yes, triple threat, the three big questions of the day for you, Mark. Why are England terrible? Anything to do with having an Australian coach? <laughs> Australians and, and, and English, they don't really gel, do mm, they? No. I, I have no idea why England are rubbish, because on paper they've got a good side. Yeah. They have been abysmal in this tournament, haven't they? They have been, and especially all the song and dance that they made about the fact that Ben Stokes was going to put off knee and knee surgery so he could play in one last World Cup. There has to be something going on that we're not aware of. You, you can't have a side that good, defending champs, generally a good... I mean, there's never a, a bad England side. Mm. Uh, with with a, a leader who's quite an inspirational leader... I, I I don't know. There's got to be something. Something will come out of it, and I think they've been so poor that there will be an inquiry over there, that the ECB will hold an inquiry, and, and we, we will listen to see what the guts are because there's got to be something more than just a team that's out of form. Now, I know that you enjoy a punt from time to time, but if you were a bookie, what odds would you give me on Baz being the white ball coach for England in the next Two months. He doesn't want to be, I don't think. No, too much work. Well, I don't, I, I, man, I can't do it. <laughs> Not enough time on the golf course he, if you're doing both yeah, forms. Yeah, true. He'd have to be in so much more cricket. He just wants to do the test matches. He wants to play his golf. And he, he wants to spend as much time as he possibly can. And matter, matter, I think, is where he lives, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, on, 100%. On, on the estate. Uh, the ranch. Uh, no, I, he, I don't think he's interested in that job. So you get pretty, pretty big odds on that one. Okay, pretty big odds. All right, let's get to this one. Round two. Glenn Maxwell, magic innings. We touched on it. 201 off 128 balls. He was cramping the whole way through it, uh, particularly the second 100 rigger. And honestly, the text machine was lighting up, just referring to it as he's doing a rigger. Um, <laughs> so your legacy lives on. My question is, did you get a call from Glenn Maxwell asking you about recovery options? <laughs> How, do you, how do you get over that? Yeah, no, it'll be fine now, won't he? Because it, it's cramped just... It's not like you get an injury, no. but it'll be it'll feel, it'll feel like like I can remember your your muscles, my hamstring after I had and it was a big dose when I had it. It did feel like it was just niggly for like a week because it had because it, it's like when you normally cramp, a lot of people just stop. You stop, you can't, you're cramping, yeah. so you don't keep going. But he kept going, so he kept putting that that muscle which has had enough. And that's why muscles. They cramp. They, the, everyone talks about, you know, you need salt and you need that. Now, once your muscle has had enough of doing what it's doing and it's not in a great state, it, they cramp. So, uh, like, he'll be, he'll, it'll feel pretty niggly for a week or two, I reckon. Well, I'll probably feel, you know, three or four days. A week or two is a bit much. Yeah, well, yeah, see, if, see if he plays in the next one. Uh, that'll be the question because uh, they've got another game yet, the Aussies. But you said that about the the injury side because and I, I know I'm not a – uh, uh, a top athlete like like you were, but <laughs> I, uh, I I played uh, played a football tournament 
there's a few years ago, there's a lot of years ago now, it's probably 20 years ago, played a football tournament and we had, I think, 13 or 14 in our squad. But it was like you played 20 minutes each way, three games, and then a semi-final and then a final. So that's a lot of football, right? That's Yeah. Yeah, if you add it all up. Uh, and we started losing players. And so we got to the final, we made the final, and I, I was cramping in the semi, and I had to play because we didn't have anybody else. So I played through the cramp, cramp in my calves in the final, and I uh, actually got blood clots as a result. Oh, really? Yeah, I got these lumps in my calf. I went to the doctor, and he was like, oh, no, that's clots. That's, yeah, you need to, I'd be on thin. Because it's, it's the body's to... telling you it's had enough. Yeah. So if you've got to push, push it on, it's not going to like it. The only thing you can do is slow down. I can remember getting it um, on, in the Auckland Marathon. And I was, I was sort of starting, I was cramping for the last three or four K. And I came up the finish shoot and there was the announcer going, oh, and here comes Mark Richardson. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't cramp, don't cramp. And I did. I got a massive bout of cramp. And he goes, oh, look at him, you know, hammering it up. And he was as if I was sort of hammering it up to him. And it was, no, I'm in a world of trouble here. I'm seriously cramping. And literally I had to be helped. Across, well, I've got to, you've got to get across the finish line, yeah. hobble my way to the finish line, and then massive bout again. Had to be carried away by the St. George. He thought guys. you were homaging your cricket career. <laughs> yeah, he thought I was hamming it up to the for the crowd. And I was seriously in trouble. <laughs> oh, that's no good. That's I no get good it at, at night too. Actually, out of no for no reason, I'll get cramping my calves at night. Does it wake you up? Have yeah. you had that when oh, you yeah. like, like two o'clock in the morning? And because it time? takes it takes a little bit of time to wake you up. It gets more developed, mm. and so you have to work so much harder to then stretch it out. And you're trying not to wake the missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. I've had that. Had that. <laughs> know exactly where you are. Know exactly where you Round are. Three. All right. Question three, and I, I know that this is people might be going, "What's he talking about?" But it's really they're already in preseason. Uh, so, are you looking forward to the 2024 Super Rugby season, Mark? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it never finishes, does it? No. We just had this World Cup and what happened there and then, bang, before we know it, well, we're just settling into the domestic cricket season and it will be Super Rugby season. Oh, it's not far away. Yeah. No. It does take me a wee while to get into Super Rugby. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Super Rugby is such a long competition. Because then by the second half when it's starting to heat up, then I'm starting to, to get interested in it. Yeah. But you're right. I and mean, the players are, are training already. We're just coming off the back of a World Cup. It's like we've got to get our head around. You've got a rugby interview yeah. in the show. Yep. Yeah, and it'll be about the forthcoming season. Totally. Not about the last season. No, all the squads yeah. get named today. And are doing all the announcements today. It's not even 2024. Yeah. And all the squads are being announced today. They're all doing Zoom Is calls. Is it too and... much? Could this country actually get sick of rugby? I think there's a danger. I, we're very much sick of the laws at the moment, I think. Yeah. Is this country getting sick already a little bit rugby fatigued? Well, I, I did wonder if we did start seeing that. And it's because of the success of the Warriors that people started going, oh, you know what? League's such a more... It's an easier game to understand, right? You don't have scrum resets. There's more action and things. Yeah. This is, you know, whether a successful Warriors team or an unsuccessful Warriors team is the only thing that stopped this from happening earlier. But, see, I struggle with that, that you have to be one or the other. And we, we yeah. tend to have this attitude that, oh, no, I'm a league fan. It's, it's almost like it's your way of, of going against the grain and being a little bit hoity-toity to be a rugby fan. Mm. Um, but I used to work with one of those, a Christchurch kid, who uh, used to refer to it as State House Rugby. <laughs> well, it's like, that is such a cross thing to say. It, it's <laughs> like, 
you can support both. It's sport. Mm. Yeah. And it, it both uh, are good games that are good to watch. You can actually be a fan of both and say that you're a fan of both. Oh, I, to- I agree with you. But what I'm saying is if the Warriors had been more successful earlier, would we have seen this drop off of interest in rugby earlier? Or because the Warriors weren't successful, people have just stuck with what they know? Well, what I find with the league and how I follow it, because I do enjoy the Warriors and I'm a Warriors fan, I tend to only watch Warriors games. Right. Whereas when it comes to Super Rugby, I'm likely, and, and I'm a Highlanders fan, long-suffering one of late, but I will tend to watch other teams play. So I will watch the Crusaders play the Blues and I'll watch the Chiefs play the Hurricanes. I won't just watch Highlanders games. Yeah. But when it comes to league, uh, with the exception of State of Origin, I generally only watch the games that the Warriors are in and maybe you know the business end of the, of the playoffs. Yeah, interesting, that the, the difference there. Because I, I wondered, I was going to ask you actually, because you started your cricket career playing for Auckland, then you played for Otago, and then you finished your cricket play, career playing for Auckland. So I wondered if you were Blues or Highlanders. Do you, do you have a soft spot for the Blues? No. Not at all? No. No, I've never been. I've never been. A, you tend to follow the teams where you went to university as, right. when you first, as a fan. Yeah. So for me, that was Waikato, first and foremost. So I've always, I've always had a, so, so the Chiefs will always be, and Waikato will always be my second team. Is that why you're such a big Northern Districts cricket fan? No, see that that's yeah. I've got a very complicated sporting following. Mm, you have, yeah. Well, it's very different when it comes to cricket as opposed to rugby. So okay. rugby, Waikato, Waikato and Chiefs second behind. Uh, always the the Highlanders because then Otago. We I, yeah. I finished my degree in Otago and I played cricket for Otago. Uh, I'm a Southland rugby supporter, uh, but when it comes to cricket, I support Auckland in in four day cricket. Yeah, and I support. Otago in one day in limited overs cricket. Right, and and Northern Districts never. Oh no, 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 no. There's, there's. I, I remember there's definitely something about yeah. Northern Districts you don't like. I have, uh, I have some uh, property interest in uh, the Northern Districts territory, and I disappoint myself. <laughs> oh, outstanding, outstanding. I disappoint myself. I, I like the way that you phrase that. Of course, uh, Forsyth Bar. Is where uh, the Otago team and the, and the Highlanders play. I know that Forsyth Bar uh, Stadium. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Forsyth. Yeah, and and, and you work uh, for Forsyth Bar as well nowadays. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, proudly wearing the jumper in here. Yeah. Uh, this morning, are you anything to do with this new ownership group, including Mark Ellis and the rest of the Highlanders, trying to <laughs> trying to turn them around, turn the ship around? No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'll stay on the sponsorship side. Yeah. But yeah, see, I work. So yeah, I'm working for Forsyth Bar now. So I haven't been to the stadium. Oh well, you got to you got to sort that out. No, I'm fair. I should get a free ticket when basically I, you know, the name is sponsor of the stadium. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. That that should be. You should. You know what you should do? Some clients to a day of golf and then game of rugby. Yeah, and then night, down there, down there. Well, that's sorted. It, it's home for Forsyth Bar, Dunedin is home. That's where it started. It's now obviously all around the country in the biggest yeah. offices here in Auckland. But uh, yeah, home. That's a spiritual home of Forsyth Bar, Dunedin.